Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite
fruit serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code UNFILTERED for 15% off. At what percentage of eight-year-olds begin to lose their confidence? And is there a direct reason why they're beginning to lose their confidence? And is it why is it more girls than boys? Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy, giddy. I I bought your book about three years ago, and that's how I found you guys with the confidence code for girls. And I read it with my daughter, and we shared it with our audience, who so many of them were like, thank you for sharing this book. It has changed the way my daughter thinks. And the reason I bought it, and then I'll let you guys take it away, is my daughter was kind of having panic attacks and overly anxious at a time. I'm not, I didn't know why. And I thought maybe the book of giving her experiences of nervousness and, you know, kind of growing up a bit would help her ground her. And it totally changed everything in her and how she has an outlook on things. So I don't know why you guys wrote this book, but we'll let you take it away. And I'm not sure if the purpose was how it helped me, but I would love to hear why you guys wrote that. And also, just for everyone who's listening, these are the authors of that um, book. And if you guys want to introduce yourselves a little more and the reason behind writing the book, book that would be super interesting to all of us. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Um, Absolutely. It was amazing too. So we're thrilled and honored. I'm Claire Shipman, so one of the co-authors of The Confidence Code, The Confidence Code for Girls, and now Living the Confidence Code. We're sticking with a brand, as you can tell. <laughs> we, um, and I'll let Jill Ellen introduce herself, but I'll just say briefly, we, we got into the idea for girls when we realized from our research that girls' confidence starts to plummet between the ages of eight and 12. And I had seen this myself with my daughter. I have a 15-year-old daughter. But once we saw there was data behind it, and it's like a 30% drop, it's sort of remarkable. And we became slightly obsessed with the idea of can we head this off and try to give girls some early skills so that they can avoid at least as, as big a drop and get, get a focus on um, Know, what what builds confidence? And then living, I'll, Jill Allen can talk a little bit more about our latest book. And it's um, yeah, so I'm Jill Allen Riley, and I joined Claire and Caddy um, to write the girls' books. They've been they've written the Confidence Code, and I joined them um, for the journey of talking to girls. So we really wanted to write this two girls, four girls themselves. Um, that's why the first book, as you know, is full of um, quizzes and stories that we, you know, we talked to over 100 girls for the first book and then the 30 plus girls for this book because we wanted to talk to them and show them, you know, that it's not just us telling them, but showing them. And then in the second book, we really, in Living the Confidence Code, because we have our lovely journal in between, so it's really the third book. In Living the Confidence Code, we wanted to show them what it looks like. And we wanted to take the concepts from the first book that you uh, risk more, think less, you know, those kind of things, and show them what it looks like in real life. Give them um, 
over 30 examples of what that looks like in the trenches on the ground, you know, um, the struggles, the bumps, and how girls put those into practice and screw up and then keep going. That's what's like, it's one of, in you know, in our community and with our daughters and what we hear this word confidence is so often people are like, just get up there and be confident. And we feel like for not, and that's, this is going for girls for sure, but also with women and parenting and everything. Like, how do I just turn on a switch to say, you know what? You're good enough. Go be confident when I have none of the building tools to get here. And I, and I don't understand why the woman beside me seems like she's so confident. All I want to do, and you know, for the girls, all I want to do is I want to wake up and be like that girl. But how the heck do I make that happen? I feel like it is just, it's just a topic that is like, it's so hard to explain. It's so hard because I think we thought when we started doing research into confidence that it was something amazing. You should be confident, right? But in mm-hmm. fact, that doesn't work. Uh, and, and in fact, it kind of can backfire, right? So what, what was really interesting for us in understanding confidence is that the only way you build it is by doing hard things. So you have to start, start this process of risk-taking and doing really scary things and screwing up and failing and working through that. And the more you do that, the more you stockpile confidence. But it's it, the, taking those first steps is really hard, right? Because you kind of need like a little push or you need a mantra. Sometimes we say, um, one girl told us hers is do it afraid. And we've started using that, which is just recognizing fear is natural. It doesn't mean you don't do something. And when we say doing scary things we don't mean go jump out of a plane sometimes it's as simple as introducing yourself to an adult or public speaking that is so go ahead yeah no i was gonna say we talk a lot in the first book about um safe risks and scary risks and the difference between the two because right jumping in front of a car isn't necessarily a risk we want anybody to take and um this is actually scary for me i i will confess to you i'm not great it's i can i could if i were in front of you this wouldn't be scary but this this is being taped and you're gonna broadcast this in some way and that's super scary for me but i'm doing it because i really care about this message and i love this book and i love working with claire and caddy so, um, but I, you know, but I, and I want to do it. I wouldn't, you know, not do it, but you do. Ha- and I'll, and I'm not as scared this time as I was the very first time. So these are the things that you do to just, you know, but it's not scary for you guys. So, um, but the thing that what is, it's not scary for me to write a book. It's not scary for me to interview somebody, but that might be scary for somebody else. So it's also, what's really important is the risks are different. You know, these risks that you take. So, one thing that we tell girls, like, if you're really, really good at something, that's great, but that isn't what's building your confidence. And this is also important for parents because what your daughter is great at doing, which is wonderful, isn't probably what's stockpiling her confidence. She needs to do the thing that she's not so good at doing that she might screw up at doing or might not be so fun for you to watch her not play soccer well or not, you know, do whatever it is well, because that's what's building her confidence. That's so interesting because so often you feel like parents would be like my daughter is just like she was born naturally very flexible and gymnastics comes so easily to her so I'm just going to keep like showering her with compliments and keep pushing her forward with this and that will gain her confidence forever but that is not that's not the case 
No, and I think it's really counterintuitive for parents to understand. And I'm, I was really, and still am, according to my daughter, but I'm like a classic helicopter parent, right? I want to help. I want to make the road easier. I want, or maybe that's a snowplow parent. I don't know. I'm <laughs> at all of those bad labels me. And, but it, and it's also just hard as a parent to tolerate watching your kids struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not always that we're, we're so wedded. Do they have to have an A plus? It's just actually watching them suffer a little bit and have a hard time and figure that out. Like just having to sit with that and just deal with it as a parent is painful. And I found that at least understanding Oh, okay, this thing that's so horrible, and she's slamming doors, she's in her room and working something out with her friend, and I want to fix it. And I just can at least tell myself, this is going to build her confidence, right? Going through these things, and she's going to get through it in a day or two. It's teaching her something. And I think that help us back off a little bit as parents. Have you found that, like, at what percentage of eight-year-olds begin to lose their confidence and, you know, as girls? And is there a direct reason why they're beginning to lose their confidence? And is it why is it more girls than boys? Well, I'll start on this, and Jill, and jump in, but almost all girls have a confidence drop. So it's really a matter of how much. For a lot of girls, the drop is as big as 30%. And why it's, there's a lot of science behind the different kinds of confidence levels that often exist in men and women. And a lot of that has to do with testosterone and estrogen, right? So it, puberty matters. A lot of the things that, you know, girl brains and female brains do better, which often have to do with estrogen and some other biological things are sort of the higher EQ, right? What girls, women are more prone to sort of tune into other people's feelings. We can read a room better. We know how people are reacting. We can solve conflicts better. We can like, all those things are great, but those can have a big impact on our willingness to take risks because we also become from this early age kind of people pleasers and we're perfectionistic, right? Because we're good at doing stuff. We get rewarded for it. And so what happens is we're so busy people pleasing, wanting to get everything right. We're not as willing to fail. And the key to building confidence is risking and failing. And boys are like naturals at screwing up. Like, uh, honestly, it's like, I usually say that in an audience of men and everybody laughs at it. It's like, but it's a good thing. Claire, is that because the expectations are lower for like boys and girls? As like, are are we part to blame as parents that we're like, oh God, there he goes. And it's like, is that part of it? So I think what happens is that there's a natural propensity to, to encourage girls to keep being good because we're better at it. Right. So, and every parent would like that. I would like that behavior from my son. But you sort of see early on, they're just not as good at sort of getting the A plus on the spelling test or cleaning every, you know, they're not as precise. They're not as high EQ. So they just kind of slowly learn, like, well, I can screw up. And I think we, as parents and especially as teachers and in schools, right, we reward this kind of get everything right behavior till like kids are 22, but that's not what's rewarded in life. 
so it's this weird sort of educating everybody to, you know, suddenly you're thrust into the work world and it's like, yeah, you got to take risks. You got to fail. You got to put your hand up. You got to say, I'm going to do that assignment, even though I don't know it. And guess who's really good at that? Boys and men. Right. And we're waiting to get the A plus. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last-minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapist anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cat and nat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. 
Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Do we ever, have you found, because I know you wrote one book for women to begin with, and then you realized, oh, we've got to go do the younger, the girls, start with the girls. At, At what point do girls begin to gain the confidence back in risk-taking, like, is it a progress of, you know, 10 years or when can they recover that 30% that you're talking about through letting them risk-take and fail? Well, Jill Ellen, you've probably jump in here too, but it can, it's different, right? It can take, we saw with a lot of girls slash women, it can take a lifetime, like it can take all of us quite some time, right? So women it, especially at work, tend to have less confidence than men. And it's possible, we, we found that in some of the surveys we did with grown women that maybe around age 50, yeah. a lot of women sort of come into uh, a, a lot more confidence. But what we have found is it just depends on the sort of risk, your, your an attitude toward risk-taking, so I think that, Jill Allen, jump in on what you've seen with the girls, too, and rebuilding their confidence. Well, I, did, I mean, the thing with this, the research is it sort of dips for women, so it can go up for girls at a certain point. But then, as Claire was saying, because this behavior, the good girl behavior, the, the achievement behavior is rewarded in certain situations. So girls' confidence can go up then, but then when they get places where that is no longer rewarded, it goes back down. And boys, just the culture rewards the risk-taking. So so sports, we have found, really, really, really helps girls' confidence because they, it's the failing, it's the constant risking failing, you know, they, you know, they, they fail to make that goal, they fail to make that basket, all that stuff, and then they go out and they do it again. It's this muscle that just has to be built over and over and over again. And there's so much more about the way boys are socialized, in addition to the, the, testosterone versus estrogen in their brains and the structure of their brains um, that just conditions them to that. And girls don't have it as much biologically, and then they don't have it as much socially, culturally. So um, for, for girls and women, it just tends to go up, as Claire was saying, and then it really does go up way up in your 50s. But we don't we don't think that it needs to be that. So for no, our, right. Yeah, no, it doesn't, which is why we've written these no. books. So for our girls, for the girls that we've, like the girls we've profiled in this book, one very, I mean, role models are crucial. We really think that that is a very, very, very important and incredible. But role models who are perfect. Not perfect. Role models who are, no. role so models no, who are too 
Exactly. So those actually can have, not to take away from incredibly amazing girls and women, um, but they can be detrimental because they can tell very normal, you know, they tell girls like, well, I can't be fill in the blank. I don't want to diss anybody, but I can't be Malala because I can never be that heroic. So I, I'm just a failure. We don't want to say that. We wanted to show and we wrote that piece for the Times to say, you know, we want to show that these are very, you know, everybody struggles, everybody fails, everybody screws up and still can do all kinds of things, not miraculous, world changing things necessarily, but very, very, very normal, achievable things that matter to you, to, you know, to the, the person doing them. And those are the stories that we tried to tell. Is a role, should a role model, like if you're, if you're, to help your daughter find a role model should the role model be like does it matter how much older they are like is it a, is it a girl and another no it could be not an really older. no and there's one story that we cite this one study in the in in the current book that if your daughter were to follow three to five girls or women on on social media doing anything cool that your daughter's interested in skateboarding or you know, Nobel Prize winning science. It matters not. Um, it will expand her mindset. It will expand just the things she wants to do in ways you can't imagine and just get her out of her head and have all kinds of positive wow. events. It doesn't matter what that girl or woman I is love, doing. I love that you said online because I think a lot of moms and parents struggle with this on, like, because we get such a negative connotation about them seeing people online but what you're saying is there can be an amazing impact of positive people yeah. online that that have them in ways that we can't see because they're consuming when we're not there right yeah we found that it um that really there's no there's no cure for the ills of social media and i think the best thing we have seen is educate and try to steer them to the positive for yeah. it because there are incredible ways to connect there are ways for girls to find communities that are more often more like their people, right, than they might find elsewhere, and to just find inspiration. I, I think that, you know, there is no age for a role model, but I I, I think one, one reason we were kind of obsessed then with this book full of basically teenage girls doing these cool things is, like, teenagers learn better from other teenagers, right? Like, they're... Mm -hmm. Okay, it's harder to relate to somebody who's like their mom or their dad. Or yes. just, so the voices in this book are unique in that sense and that they're, you know, they're struggling in similar ways with friendships, with feeling inadequate, with feeling like failures. And then they were very open and, and talking to us about how they got through it. And, and so we think that's, that's going to be useful for girls. And one thing thinking I of the social media thing, we several of the stories, um, Amica George in England, who started this period poverty movement online, um, a girl, a little girl in California, Riley Morrison, who reached out to Steph Curry to protest his sneakers only being offered on boys um, websites. These are things that they were able to do without ever leaving their homes. So we didn't write this in a COVID time, but it does speak to kids now. And um, they are positive ways of using what is a ubiquitous form of communication for them and will be. So we, we, de we definitely wanted to speak to them, you know, in not just sort of adult ways, but in ways of their own communication. Yeah.
Also, some of the language from your first book, I haven't read your second book yet, but I, I we read your first book, I think, twice, but I'll, I'll never forget, which I still tell people today, is when you said that confidence is like um, an immunity and you have to build it up. So you you don't just all of a sudden get it. So when parents are thinking of confidence, it's almost like getting a vaccine where you're like, okay, you have to build it up. It takes time. You have to, you know, keep your yourself um, trying new things. And... Uh, when you guys have the, um, you know, the girls trying things and failing and being embarrassed or when you guys talked about how you, you, you will make mistakes, like there is no getting around mistakes. You are going to do things that are embarrassing, that are hard, and you will screw up majorly, but it's how you handle that getting back. And as parents, how we help them get back to that place where we teach them how to recover rather than, so confidence isn't just something of trying things, but it's also recovering from mistakes that you've made emotionally, or, you know, you didn't study or you wrote about someone and someone saw it in a text message. When you guys say that, as moms, how can we back off so that we're not rescuing them? Because I'm assuming rescuing leads to them not being confident and not believing in themselves. Um, So what are some of the things we can say to our children when they're like, down and and really screwed what are, do you guys have any tips we can say to them mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There, I know, I mean, big picture, I mean, some of the most useful things are just, um, if you can, like the gold standard is if you can sort of turn something they've done, maybe in the past, into a story for them, right? So if you can help connect the dots where you're sort of like, do you remember when you didn't make the soccer team? And do you remember what happened? You felt horrible for five days and then you decided to try out for that other team. And now look at how you feel six months later. So you can do that, right? You're you're able to sort something out, recover. You're going to get through this because you did it that time. So if you're able to start to stitch together stories for them about their own 
you know, past achievements, which requires, you know, a lot of thinking in our brains, right? <laughs> sort of be able to... <laughs> but like, I, so I always say to parents, like, try to look for those moments because those are the most powerful things to start to make that part of the lore of who they are, right? They have that power. They've done it before and remind them about that. But we have, but there are a lot of other specific tips, right, Jill Ellen, we have about... Yeah, we have sort of tips in that moment, tips, you know, for them to think about. And, you know, one thing that, a very tiny thing, most of what we did is very CBT-based. So we we did try to root these, you know, in, in that kind of research and then translate it for kids. So one thing that can really, we we... One, one of our tips is to be your own best friend, to have them really think about how they would talk to. And we are, we are, girls and women are really hard on themselves, ourselves. And so that brain, you know, they, they get into that overthinking. They're just, the brain is spinning and all they can focus on is, is their, how hard, you know, they, their own inner voice is the worst voice that they can possibly be hearing. So if they can be their own best friend and talk to themselves with kindness. Another thing is to really change the channel, to get out of those brain spins and do anything. Walk the dog, listen to music, you know, binge watch something, just get out of your head, cuddle an animal, does amazing things to your serotonin or, you know, just to get out of your own head. So we call that changing the channel. Um, Another story, speaking of stories that, as Kara was talking, is like, it could be worse. Like, really try to either with them or tell them to think, how much worse could that have been? Just go there. Let your mind go there. You know, um, it, could, the, could the roof have fallen in? Could they be, you know, just let them spin it all the way out and then see how that's not what happened, right? That it didn't get that bad. And so... Um, it it could be funny, you know, how much worse it could have been. And then well, I was just I was just thinking about and I, I like yeah. I hesitate to say it because my daughter's just being crazy, but whenever like the girls get really gossipy or something's happening at school, she says, Mom, I know this sounds crazy, but I just say to myself, We're all just gonna die one day. So don't worry too hard. Yeah, about exactly. <laughs> Well, I, I always, you know, I'm slightly hyperbolic. I mean, it's just to be honest, I am. And so I, I, I'm always like, it, I'm just gonna, it's just gonna kill me. And then I realize, you know, it's not. So let's just go about 20 steps backwards. And, um, and I have done this with kids and it's, you know, you end up all giggling and that triggers yeah. You know, chemicals in your brain, like it works wonders. So now they can't do that when they're completely hysterical, but they can often do that. And it's really funny. And then another thing is to tell them to ask for help. I mean, especially right now when um, kids' me- mental health is, you know, there's a lot of sort of critical, um, it's at a serious point with a lot of kids in isolation. So just to encourage kids to ask for help when they need it. As sometimes, as Claire was saying, you know, they need to work it out on their own, but um, they don't even ask to have to ask adults to ask each other. Um, and then a really, really big thing that we uh, is really inspired us to write this the second book, Living the Confidence Code, is me to we thinking. So this yeah. is girls are so good at this, and this generation of girls are inspiring, and in that they girls tend to think big picture, and we are very driven by a cause bigger than we are. And um, so to encourage your girls, your daughters, to what what is it that they're drawn to? What 
causes what, you know, whether it's animals, the planet, you know, there's all kinds of things, sneakers, um, and have get, that is part of getting out of their own heads. And that can really, really, really help them to tamp down those inner voices that are telling them how, what losers they are and get them to think about something bigger and focus. Um, and I mean, we've got girls that care about things from, um, you know, Black Lives Matter to we've got six climate activists to period empowerment, but to very, very, very uh, mundane, you know, causes that matter in their own lives, like bullying at school or, um, you know, kids who didn't have clothes at school. So one girl started a thrift shop, but they they mattered to them and it got them out of their own heads. And they are very frank about, you know, this wasn't just a cause. This was something that got me focused. And I think just what, so to answer, you know, to the question about not solving it, I think it's more guiding them. So all, all of these things we give are with tools that eventually you hopefully hand to your daughter. Mm-hmm. What's that list of things that makes you feel better? Like my daughter knows, I'll suggest, I will have to remind her a lot. Oh, I think it might be that kind of day where you want to go soak in the bathtub and watch your favorite TV show on your computer. You know, like if it's really bad or, or you know, there's the go-tos. And sometimes you just remind them and you're, you're letting them know you got this because you have that list of things that works. So it's kind of helping them create that. Yeah. Can my, my daughter, my daughter for her, when she's feeling like really overwhelmed, she needs her daughter. She's like, I need to see Olivia. Like I need, I need to go to this place. It always makes her feel better. It's her little place. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it's good to know what you need, right? As yeah. moms, are there things you can see where you, are there low confidence markers where we're like, you know what? My daughter is, you know, because some people, it looks shy. You know, some people, it looks um, anxious. Some people, it look, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of guessing from my own experiences with my child what the low, com- the confidence, I didn't think as confidence until I read the book of, of your book. So everybody needs to get your book because I, I literally read it with her to, beside her. And it I could see her thinking as we were as we were doing it. But I didn't know that it was low confidence until I kind of went through your book. So if you're listening to this as a mom, how do you know that it's low confidence? Or are you just, do you know what I'm, do you get, you know what I'm trying to say is what do you look for? Right. How do you know exactly what it is? If it's low. And I think it's, yeah. look, it's not easy. There can be days where it's more low self esteem, right? Like feeling like mm-hmm. I just suck and you know, I, I look horrible. Everybody, you know, I don't deserve it. You know, that so that's more of a self esteem issue, probably. I would say the things to look for in terms of low confidence have to do with never really being willing to try something new or outside of her comfort zone. So starting to understand what Alan right. was talking about earlier, which is just what is the comfort zone, right? So if if she's sort of just wants to spend all her time reading and getting A pluses in school because she's really good at that, that's awesome. But if she's unwilling to reach out to new people, try out for something she seems interested in, but she kind of rules it out, right? No, that seems too hard. That seems too scary. I, you know, so it's kind of identifying what her comfort zone is and then finding ways to get her to 
take steps outside of it. And I think if if she's not willing to do that and everything starts to seem risky, that's probably a confidence problem. I other interesting thing from our data is that men and dads are often better at identifying low confidence than moms because guess what? Wow. It's normal to us. So we're sort of like, oh yeah. Like uh, sometimes my daughter will say something like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. Or like, it just starts to seem like a way of being that we recognize and it's a way of behavior that we recognize. And so it doesn't seem... There are no warning bells that go off, whereas dads really, often when puberty starts, they're kind of like, what is happening? And why isn't my daughter, who was always willing to just go do X, Y, and Z, sort of wanting to leave her room to try that? So sometimes I think relying on a male figure in her life can be really helpful for that kind of judgment. Yeah, I think our own, because perfectionism is another clear sign. Um, and I think it depends on how perfectionistic we are. Um, I speak as someone who's not remotely perfectionistic, but, you know, it, it, it can be very normal to us if we, and and so seeing it in our children is, is it, we don't recognize it. But perfectionism and the, is strangling, you know, it's crippling. And so when yes. you start to see that, you know, um, some that it does what Claire, it keeps you very narrowly in your lane and in your comfort zone. And so that, that I think is a definite sign also. And I think it's one that's very hard to recognize if you have that tendency, which again, I don't. <laughs> there is like, there's so many layers to the, the puzzle and your new book now is, um, a part two, not a part two, but a different take on the, the first book. Um, what do you hope that, uh, do you hope that parents read this with their children? Do you hope that children read it on their own? Do you hope that, you know, what, do you hope that kids discuss sort of amongst themselves? Like what's the whole, the, the second book? I think that it depends on the age. I think that if you're at the lower end and you're seven or eight, it could be a great book to read together and talk about the stories. Because again, these are, there's so many questions you could ask afterwards. You know, we're hoping these will be role models, but sort of generate questions like, wow, what do you think made her do that? Or that must have been scary. Or what values really inspired her to act in that way? And um, so what do you feel? Yeah really rich discussion that can happen with each story. And it doesn't just all have to be read in one sitting. It could be a story a week or a story a night. We did try in this book to really, um, without being too pedantic, but to just pull out using little fun markers and graphics, kind of confidence quicksand, confidence building blocks, you know, fear of failure, like just in the story on the side with a little arrow and a kind of hey, like recognize this and then so that they start to take in some of those either building blocks or or really risks to confidence. Yeah. And I, I think I just hope what they would see is that all of these girls, I mean, they are from all over the world, really international. We're so excited and engaged as Jill Allen said on so many different things. But I think what they'll find is that even if you think what do I have in common with two girls in Bali who are picking up bottles on a beach or with a girl in Ethiopia who got out of her child marriage? In fact, I, what we're hoping is they'll see that 
a lot of the struggles they have and the fears are so similar. And, mm. you know, you think the, the playing field's a little different, right? It's different to be a girl in Ethiopia dealing with that or a girl out West dealing with, you know, frustration about basketball sneakers. But the approach and the way you have to reach out and the risks that you feel internally are similar. So we, we, we're hoping they'll just see they're not alone in what they're thinking about. Yeah. And I think, well, like you said, the storytelling is helpful because when you see girls can do, you know, what I often say to my daughter and my son is you can do hard things. You've done it before. And they're like, like, what have I done? And I'm like, you know, an example is she started a brand new school in the middle of COVID, not knowing anyone, not a friend and had to show up on a very first day. I couldn't walk her in. Everyone was in masks. And I'm like, yeah. you're doing hard. Th- I think sometimes pointing out the hard things and hearing stories of girls, their age, doing hard things makes it uh, a, available to them to pull it from their confidence bank, if you will, saying, yeah. I've done that hard thing. I can do this next hard thing because I've done hard things before. And hard things are really uncomfortable, but uncomfortable things lead to more confidence, which leads to making. And I, I also say to them, you know, as you get older, things get harder. So you need to do these hard things so you can handle harder okay, things. You're prepared. Yeah, you're grow you're 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 vaccinating yourself for harder things every time right. you do this, right? So right. those stories are so imperative for girls to hear them all doing hard things, even though they're different hard things. Right. And at the beginning you said that you look at the woman next to you and she seems more confident. And I think that woman probably isn't. But that's what it looks like. And so I hope in this book, we hope that what all these girls see, like your daughters, you know, that like, oh, so she ran for student council and failed, which happened to Riley. And she went home and cried and it was horrible. But then she wrote it doing that and it didn't kill her. She then wrote this letter. And maybe the worst thing would have been that nobody heard her letter. Nobody read her letter and nobody cared. But what actually happened is Steph Curry read her letter and she made a big difference. But she did that because she'd already failed and learned that it didn't kill her. But Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know that if you sat next to her and just looked at her. You wouldn't know that. But you'd know that if you read her story. So the point of reading other people's stories is that you you get in, you know you get to know this and then next time maybe that'll help you take that same risk. So like just learning that your daughter started that COVID like I, like that makes me want to do something. I mean like that's a beautiful little story and I think that the next girl who hears that will feel a little emboldened. Yeah. Well, you guys are uh, really truly you you have made such an impact on my life personally and my daughter's life and I hope that um, this book goes to everybody because I think it really can help a lot of moms. There's a lot of tools in the books and like actual take homes that people can apply and um, just thank you so much for for writing these books. Where where can everybody find you? I know your books are available everywhere. We will put the links to all the books because I think women girls. And, you know, my, my son, we apply some of those same techniques from your book to, uh, to boys. It isn't just girls. And I will tell you though, my daughter goes to a girl's school and in that girl's school at grade six, the number one concern they all had was, was self-esteem and body image. So, you know, this is, these books are so important for us as moms to 
kind of open our eyes and understanding this happens starting at eight, nine, 10 years old. It's not a 15 or 16 year old problem. It starts really young. So um, moms and, and listeners, where can we find you and how can we access you all over the place? Jill Ellen, what would you say? Look, I think our Instagram account. Yeah, I mean, people can get, we, we got, you guys got in touch through the Instagram account. That's really the best way to reach out to us. Yeah. Okay. And there's a link to buy the book in that. Yeah. In our, yeah. Confidence Code Girls and confidencecodegirls.com. The confidencecode.com also, I think, great. Both yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for writing the book. Thanks. We'll link it yeah. everywhere. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of women can really gain something from these conversations too, because we don't need to wait till 50 to get that confidence. You know, we do not no. need to waste that time. No. no. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Bye. Bye.